Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by comedian, actor, author, host, husband, dad, and the machine. His Birdie Boy Relapse Tour is out now. We welcome Bert Kreischer. What an intro. That was the best intro I've had ever. <laughs> Bert, let's go beyond the mic. You're everywhere. On TV, on tour, making three podcasts, a cooking show, appearing on other people's show and podcasts like my own. How do you balance work, comedy, family, and life? You know what it is? It's the hardest part is not telling the same story twice. Because <laughs> you get, you know, you get on so much. You do, you're, you're talking, you know, I heard once, Rogan one time told me, he goes, I'm talking entirely too much. And I couldn't understand what that was like. And then all of a sudden you're doing it. You're talking and you know this feeling because you got to create content. You got to fill air. Uh-huh. And, and next thing you know, it's like you see in the comments, I've heard this story before. You're like, oh man. So the hardest part is living to get the stories to fill the content. Bert, you live your life without restrictions. You don't care what people think. How did you decide to let go of everyone's expectations? I mean, tear the shirt off and just say, okay, here I am. Deal with it. You know, I think, I think I'm oblivious, to be dead honest with you. I kind of, my <laughs> wife says I cast a large wake, and I don't realize how my behaviors affect a room or people sometimes. So. I think I'm just one of those people that literally marches to the beat of their own drum, not realizing if there's a band playing at all. So, uh, you know, and it's, you know, it's funny, my daughter, Isla, I, I've been, there's this uh, theme that's been going on with me and Isla is she's, she's at the age where boys matter and, and friends matter and coolness matters. And, and, and I keep saying, I don't want you to lose the goofball that you've been your whole life. Like don't lose the goofball so that you can be popular. And, and, and I think luckily for whatever reason, but in that period of time for me, you know, maybe college or high school, I lost the goofball. I think I refound my goofball when I got into comedy and then, and, and I, and I feel like it was a blessing. I feel like it's going to keep me young forever. Recently at an event, you apologized to your wife, Leanne and kids, Isla and Georgia for all the insanity in your life. How special is your family? To oh you? yeah. Well, I mean, we just took a trip to Italy and I don't think I've, and uh, you know, just me and the girls and the, and the, and, and I think my takeaway was I don't spend enough time, monotonous time with them. You know, that's the important time you spend with your family is just dinner every night, you know, not, not just having dinner and, and making a night out of it, but like the fact that we had to have dinner every single night together as a family in Italy, every night we went to dinner. And so, that first night, the conversation's gone. Second night, conversation's and by the, that last night, you are literally, you forget how you reconnect so quickly with the inside jokes and the ball busting and the, and, and, and it, it was really valuable for me. And so I, you know, they're, I mean, look, they're everything for me. If I didn't have them, I, I don't, I, look, I remember one time I was in Australia and, and my tour manager was, I put my family on a flight and my tour manager goes, if that plane went down, what would you do? And I was like, Oh, I'm not leaving Australia and I'm drinking myself to death. <laughs> so what was the best food you had in Italy? Uh, wow. I tell you what, we had a pizza by the best pizza maker in the world. That was so good. He made this carbonara pizza. Oh, he created an ice cube to go over the egg yolk so that the egg yolk didn't cook in the oven, but the, the ice cube melted. And the, and right as he pulled it out, he stirred the egg yolk over the pizza. 
it is everything I've ever wanted in a pizza my entire life. It's almost if this guy had read my dreams and diaries and made a piece of based on that. Wow. Now your daughters, Isla and Georgia, love to keep you on your toes. How has being a girl dad, especially with teenage women, change you? Especially since your daughter recently got busted for gambling. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, I could, I don't be honest with you. I all my friends have boys. I couldn't raise boys. I, it's so much easier raising girls for me. Cause I think that's my energy. I mean, look, my manager's a, a woman, my tour manager's a woman. All I, I, all I really work by the head of my production company is a woman. I mean, all I work with is women. I connect so much easier with women. And I, I don't know if it's, you know, what, what is it's the egg or the chicken? Because I don't know if my daughters groomed me to behave better around women or if I was, if I was, set up to behave better around women, but man, I, I, I can't imagine it any other way. And I'm, uh, they're, they're unruly bullies, just like my wife. Bert Kreitcher's relapse tour is out now coming to a city near you. And it's time for the rocking eight Bert. It's just eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Perfect. Which one would you rather ride in Bert, a helicopter or a motorcycle? Motorcycle without a doubt. It's the best way to take in scenery is on a motorcycle it's one of the greatest things i've ever done the only thing better than a motorcycle is a horse next question what's one thing you were afraid of death why i don't want to i don't want the party to stop look if everyone died at the same time i'd be cool with it but if i just die by myself i'm not cool with it now you've enjoyed this summer taking the kids on vacation around the world but where's the one place you haven't visited that you wanna india i want to go to india really bad I want to see India. Really? Why? Perspective. I, I think I want to see, you know, you, 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 people talk about the Midwest and until you go to the Midwest, you don't really know what the Midwest is like, but you can hear stories about it, right? You can hear about the friendliest. Oh, okay. Okie dokie. Keep it moving. Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. You can hear that your entire life, but until you go to Texas and then they put down a cowboy ribeye in front of you with the, with the bone in ribeye, then you go, Oh, this is Texas. Well, India's got this, like, almost this humanity that kind of runs throughout it. And, and I kind of want to see that humanity. I want to see, I want to see India. Bert, I want to know who are the three best comedians of all time? Sam Kinison, David Tell, and uh, Richard Pryor. Man, you answered that quick. Yeah, well, those are my, my favorite. Richard Pryor, I think, is the king. I think he's the king. Uh, Sam Kinison's the first person that ever really made me laugh. When I was a kid, we were me and Brian Callahan were in the back of a bus, and we listened to Kennison, and I was crying laughing. And when I moved to New York, the one guy that showed me comedy in a way I'd never seen it was David Tell. I used to sit and watch him every night at twelve ten at the cellar. What would you do differently if you knew nobody would judge you? I would have never had alcohol. What? I would have never had alcohol. I would have been one of those guys, one of those squares, like Dane Cook or, or Daniel Tosh who's never touched alcohol in their entire life and then never known what I was missing. You know, do you think that made such a big difference for you? Alcohol changed everything for me. Alcohol and drugs. You know, I, I, I was a kid that didn't, I didn't even need it. Like I did, I didn't want it. I had no interest in it to, to for real. And then when I went to Russia, I realized it was such a great conduit for making friends and for, and for having a good time. And, uh, and, and literally, I mean, that's how I met the mafia and, and that's how we partied. And then, and then all of a sudden when I came back, it was a real integral part of my life and it, and it has been, and it, and it will be for the rest of my life. I'll never, 
I'll never quit drinking. I love drinking. We drank until two in the morning last night here in Colorado drinking tequila. I love the making of a drink. I love the excitement when someone says, Hey, you want to, you want to Campari spritz? And you're like, I haven't had a Campari spritz in forever. I haven't had Campari in forever. I would love a Campari spritz. And it's noon and you're at a restaurant and you guys both have that first sip and it kind of just fills your mouth and your hopes with all the things that can happen in the day. The adventure starts. But I'd also love to be Daniel Posh waking up stone sober, meditating on a beach, surfing, and going, I have no idea what Campari tastes like. Yes or no? Have you ever had a prison pen pal? No. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the first person who broke your heart? Jennifer Stevens. What did Jennifer do? Eighth grade. Uh, we were dating and I felt it come on slow. She stopped calling me back and I was going to birth. I was, I was at birthday at the time. I was going to, uh, all boys Catholic high school the next year. And she, uh, she didn't want, uh, she didn't want, she didn't want a boyfriend that didn't go to the same school as her. And I remember feeling heartbreak and being confused. And I was like, I don't know what this feeling is. It was like anxiety. And I went to the bathroom and I cried. I was in eighth grade. I was going into ninth grade. And I was like, this isn't how we're starting high school. What's one interesting fact about your ancestors? I don't think they own slaves. Whoa. <laughs> if you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app. It's time for the back half with comedian Bert Kreischer beyond the mic. Bert, what's the best thing about comedy right now? It's dangerous again. You know, it's been, I think there was a period, I think now with people getting outraged, it makes comedy fun. I think people getting upset is the, that's the fun of comedy is when, is when you, when there's risk, you know? So who are the cutting edge comics that you respect? I think there's a number of them. I think, I mean, I surround myself with them, to be dead honest with you. I mean, David Tell, obviously, has not slowed down at all. He is, to this day, taking big swings and big chances. Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Tim Dillon, those are guys I like. Chris DiStefano, Giannis Papas, those guys are just, I mean, in my opinion, they're the funniest guys doing comedy right now. That's why I go, if I can get on a podcast, if I can get those guys when they're in L.A. on my podcast, I cry laughing for an hour and a half straight. I'm, I'm, I have, I'm at Red Rocks right now. I'm doing Red Rocks tomorrow, and I have both Shane Gillis and Mark Norman out here opening for me. And those guys are next level. They're, they're, they're hilarious. Who makes you laugh with just one look? One look, and you're done. Oh, my wife. My wife has my, wife has my number. She is, like I said, she's a bully, and she taught my daughters how to be bullies, and they bully me. And, it, and they bully me in a way where I laugh and I can't stop laughing at it. And because I'm laughing at it, they just go harder. Yeah. My wife and my daughters really make me giggle. Why is your love for your wife, Leanne, so special? What's so amazing about her? Uh, you know, someone, someone my dad, um, this gets a little deep. My dad cheated on my mom a long time ago. And, uh, and I never really forgave him. And then I talked to him the other night. I, I forgave him. I, I, I told him, I said, I, I understand what it's like to be, have a midlife crisis. I understand. I, I, I'm very lucky because I, I have a pretty blessed life and I get to live out my dreams and be on a tour bus and fly in private jets and, and perform in big arenas. So I, I, maybe I haven't done what my dad did, but I understand 
it all the same, the midlife crisis. And he said, uh, he said, it's your, your mom. It's who is the real hero. Your mom forgave me. And I, and within the same day, I talked to another guy who was talking about going through an illness. He goes, you don't understand the capacity, uh, 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 your partner has until they kind of help you through something. And I think that was my wife. My wife got that. It's like, you never know. That's not, you know, when you look, when you meet a girl, you, you look at their body, you look at their face. You, are they fun to be around? Do we dance well together? Is, is the sex good? But you forget like the thing you need is like, oh, I hope this chick gives good empathy. (laughs) When people come see a Burt Kreischer show, what should they expect? Uh, An hour of new material that I'll be, I'll be putting on Netflix. Uh, Shirtless giggles. I'm probably not going to challenge your politics at all. (laughs) And and I'll tell the machine story at the end. Burt, how have you evolved as a comedian from your early beginnings to now? I wanted to be edgy when I was younger. Like I wanted to be the edgiest comic in the world. And I think the older I got, the more I realized you just got to be funny. Like as, as long as you're funny, that's all that matters. No one's sitting in the back giving you edgy points. Like, wow, man, you really got away with that. What people care about is, are you laughing? And I think I, I matured into that. The older I got, the, the less I cared about what other comics in the room thought. And I cared more about, did I like the joke? Did it make me giggle? Did I feel proud of the joke I wrote or the story I told? Is there an arc to it? Do I have a lot of nuance to it? Is it, is it really authentically me? I think that's the way I've grown the most as a comic. I, I mean, I'm really, I, you know, I, I wish I could have done that earlier. I, and I, and I, and I watched myself veer away from it and lean towards the edginess thinking that would get me somewhere in this business. And, you know, the closer I came to myself, the, the, the more successful I got. It's time for one big question with Bert Kreischer beyond the mic. Now that you've achieved the lifelong dream of selling out the famed Red Rocks Amphitheater, what's the next dream you want to achieve? <laughs> That's why we call it one big question, Bert. I don't know. Uh, I would like, you know, I would like, I would like my, um, I would like my movie to be in movie theaters. I have a movie that we did with uh, with Legendary based on the based on the Machine story. I'd like that to see movie theaters, and if we could see movie theaters, I think that would make me happy. So, how close is it to happening? Well, we need this whole Ukrainian Russian thing to clear itself up first, and then we'll see. <laughs> I consider myself an archivist of stories, and I want to know what's one story you haven't told before that people would be surprised to hear. Hmm. I'd like to. I'd like. I'd, I'd like to tell st- more stories from my childhood. I want to tell about the day I went to first grade, and, I, and and I couldn't stop crying, and I and I had panic attacks. I'd love to do. I'd love to do some stories that related to people, like people related to that they didn't expect to relate to, like that. Like I want the tough guy in the audience. Everyone can relate to like going abroad and getting caught up with the mafia or getting in trouble or doing doing crazy stuff when they were young. I would like to tell a story about us like the, the the naive kind of sweet part of our our childhood and so i think that um yeah uh, maybe stories about going to first grade bird did you eat paste no i cried aggressively and the teacher uh mrs thompson had to move my seat 
to the front of the room and hold my hand as she talked. Hold your hand? <laughs> I was crying so aggressively and recruiting kids in my anxiety going, what if our parents don't come back and this is our life? Did you convert anyone to crying? Samantha Dubin did. And Brian Callahan. That's so funny you're saying this. My phone was just ringing the other line and it was Brian Callahan who was my first friend in first grade. I wonder if that, I, I'm, I, that's just eerily crazy. Why do you consider yourself blessed? I, guess I, I, I had an epiphany. I was doing the Greek and I realized I'm just throwing a party for myself. I mean, what I do is a party for me. I get, I get to go to a place where everyone wants me to talk and tell all my favorite stories and drink and have a good time. And then they give me money. I'm, I'm throwing parties for myself. It's the greatest job in the world. If anyone get, if you're, if you're listening to this and you want, you're thinking about becoming a comedian, just know that if it works out, it's the greatest thing you could ever do in the world for you. I mean, other people enjoy it too, but for you, it's better. (laughs) I can see the pure joy in your face from just seeing when the tour bus comes up and you're ready to load up and you're ready to hit on the road. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the best job. It's the best job you can ever have in the world. He doesn't want you to lose the inner goofball connects easier with women and wants to visit India. His pretty boy, a relapse tour is heading toward you. We thank the machine, Bert Kreischer, for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you, brother. That was a great interview. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.